I'm so tired today for some reason. Um, which is a really big bummer because I think this is my favorite movie that we've watched so far. Yeah, I'm I'm very glad to hear it was your favorite one that we've done because it's def it's definitely up there in terms of like the films we've uh, talked about. I was gonna say review. We don't really review the movies <laughs> too much, but I mean, I guess in a way we kind of review them. But this podcast when... is on Rotten Tomatoes. What are you talking about, <laughs> Roger Ebert? <laughs> Yeah, we're, like, part of the top critics on Rotten Tomatoes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody I follow on Twitter actually is a film critic, and I didn't realize that. And I saw her, um, one of her reviews on a movie I just watched on Netflix that's, uh, it was Irreplaceable You. And I saw a bunch of people talking about it on Tumblr. And I was like, oh, it looks cute or whatever. But it was kind of horrible. It was, <laughs> I, it was, I, like, I, tragedy porn. Oh, uh, I, I think... <laughs> I think I, like, heard of it, but I don't know anything about it, so I guess I won't see it. Tragedy porn is, like, like, you take a movie like this, for instance, like, yes, it's, like, it has, like, a lot of, like, sad bits, but it's not, like, exploitative, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't feel like I'm meant to cry the entire time, and I, I don't feel like the filmmakers are trying to, like, ring me, like, a dish rag, you know, Yeah, and also there's, tears. like, there's, like, a lot of hope at the end of this movie as well. Yeah. It ends nicely. Which I did cry at least three separate times. So. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. <laughs> so if we're gonna actually get into the meat of it, um, I'm Lita. I'm Jackie, and this is why haven't you watched that? Like, um, I saw this when it was in theaters, and I went, I had to go into New York to see it because at the time it wasn't, didn't have a wide release, yeah. and I had a, I have a fucking story about trying to see this. All right, so <laughs> I went to this one theater in New York, it, it's near Union Square, but it's not one in Union Square, and, like, I never, I hadn't been to this theater in, like, years and years and years, like, since I was in film school, and it, I guess in the meantime, they decided to do assigned seating in these theaters, like, when you go to buy the ticket, you That's have weird. to like select where you sit yeah I, i'd never encountered this before so i was like okay i guess i'll pick there weren't many less so i was like i have to pick this one in the back i guess fine for my shitty eyes but whatever and <laughs> i go in i go and get my seat and these this couple comes in they're like you're in our seat and i'm like no this is what my ticket says and they were like no no you have to move you have to move and i was already in like such a really extremely terrible mood that i was like you know what fucking fine just fine forget it and like i lost my temper as i usually do oh, and yeah. <laughs> and um i was like all prepared to like go get a refund and like all this other stuff and i'm like i'll just see the movie later somewhere else and i'll just wander around and then they're like, oh no, we need to get a manager, and it's really busy. And I was like, oh fine. So I just like sat somewhere in that same row that wasn't my seat, and I'm glad I stayed to see it because it was, it, it got me out of my really bad mood. Aww. And and um, so I was very happy. I I did not like storm out in a rage. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, they they do that at a lot of places now. Um, that have like the fancy seats and everything. Which I kind of like because I don't like sitting close to the screen because it hurts my neck. Yes. And um, it's, like, overwhelming for me to do that. I used to get, like, really bad anxiety about going to the movies. I don't know if I've ever talked about that on the podcast. But I, I would have, have, like, no. 
I would literally feel like sick to my stomach when we'd go to the movie theaters because it's like this big open space and there's just a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and that was like, that's like all my life. I don't know why I'm like this. Um, why are any of us like this? <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that they that do the assigned seatings now because I can just be like, okay, I know exactly where I'm going to sit when I get in there. I don't have to worry about if it's really crowded and I'm yeah. going to be right against the screen. I mean, I think it's a good option to have for if you buy your ticket tickets in advance, but when you're just, like, showing up, yeah, that I is feel weird. like I got, like, blindsided by that, and I didn't yeah. appreciate it. Um, yeah. And it makes sense for, like, fancy theaters, like, if you're having, like, the, the ones where you dine in or, like, you ha- you can have, like, booze and stuff, you can pick your seat. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But this is just, like, a normal-ass fucking theater, so I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, it's weird when they do it with the normal auditoriums, because you just assume that you're going to be in, like, a random seat. Yeah. Like, but they're, they're redoing a lot of theaters now, so they have, like, the recliners and everything, because otherwise people don't want to go to the movies, because it's expensive. It is. And you can get streaming of a movie, like, a week after it's out, like, legally now, so. Yeah. The, the, something I will say, though, is, like, I mean, I still enjoyed this movie, like, so much watching it again, but it really was a very different experience watching it, like, on the big screen. I don't want to be, like, that kind of snob, because, like, I mean, of course, like, not everyone can go to the movies all the time. I certainly don't go as much as I used to because it is expensive, but I feel like with certain films, it's an experience that not requires it but it's definitely very much enhanced by seeing it in the cinema especially with the the sweeping and beautiful cinematography in this movie it was really just such a delight (laughs) seeing it yeah so big i can definitely see that for this especially all the scenes with like the ocean and everything that just always looks amazing on the big screen just the vast expanses you know yeah definitely so you like this movie obviously (laughs) yeah a lot (laughs) uh what did I think it was one of the ones that also had, like, my fullest attention, like, while we were watching it. Like, I barely took any notes because I was just, like, enraptured by it, so. Yeah. A lot of my notes I, I wrote, like, ahead of time because, mm-hmm. like you said, like, it, it, you just, like, engage with the movie, especially, like, uh, the last uh, third of it. You're yes. just, like, so caught up, and they're like, oh, they're, they're together again. Yes. <laughs> Look at the chemistry. It's amazing. It's and, so uh, sweet. Like, <laughs> it is. It's so tender. I literally started crying when Kevin was making the food because it was, like, the music and the just the way they filmed that scene, and it was so tender. Like, he was just, like, just lovingly crafting this meal, and I was just, like, bawling. <laughs> it really is. Like, their, their relationship is so sweet and tender, and it's such, like, a stark contrast to the violence and masculinity that Chiron winds up, like, wrapping himself in, like, an armor after yeah. that whole, uh, incident. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so proud of this movie, too, because, like, I was telling you, I think there were five people involved in it that all went to FSU, and I don't know if they were all film school graduates, but they all went to FSU, and I, Barry Jenkins has a BFA from the film school there, um, which is actually really good film school. I have some friends that, that went to it as well. That's really um, cool. And yeah, I, I knew that, and I knew that it was filmed in Miami, so we have another Florida connection on this podcast, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, and so that's like two of the main reasons why I wanted to see it besides the obvious. And I was just so glad that it like lived up to like above and beyond what I expected it to be. Yeah, it's it really is just like um such a gorgeous story. And... I think it's very interesting that it was originally, it was a, 
the movie was based off an unproduced play. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I feel like that's extremely cool because I feel like when films uh, are adapted from plays, it's usually ones that are like, I've already had like some success or at least were like produced or like people know about, but this one was just basically just like something someone wrote and then someone's like, oh, let's turn this into a movie. Yeah. And- and I think it benefits from that. They probably saw the benefits of it being a movie instead of a play. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know how much of it was the same. But, like, the parts with the ocean and stuff like that, I think that it's just... Yeah. You benefit so much from having that actually on the screen. It, absolutely. And there are parts that I could tell that were kind of, like, adapted from, like, a play script. It, it felt a bit mm-hmm. more like something that was, like, would have been on a stage version. But, like... The parts of it that were just like you said, like the the swimming scene, mm-hmm. it's like you can't you can't capture that on stage. And I feel like as <laughs> as someone who tried to write a one act play, um, it's something. While I was writing that, I felt like because I grew up with movies, I didn't grow up with like theater and stuff like that. So yeah. it's just more how my brain kind of like sees yeah. my own creative work and. It, the fact that you can't do stuff like that mm-hmm. in theater. Just, it's really yeah. hard. I mean, you kind of have to have either, like, like a real suspension of disbelief in the theater, or you have to have a lot of, like, um, really savvy stagehands to be able to yeah. build cool sets or, like, creatively come up with a solution for something. I mean, like, for the ocean, you could, like, have people waving sheets off in yeah, the distance, but you that know? Just looks but so it's not the same. And corny. <laughs> You could certainly that would be evoke a different that. Genre. You could certainly evoke that same emotion on the stage, certainly yeah. if you really know what you're doing. But it, it's not in that same way, and it's not the the stage isn't as can it can be, I guess. I don't know, but it, it doesn't feel as sweeping and epic as cinema can. And the thing I think this movie really pulls off really well is getting that epic feeling, but it also feels so intimate. Mm-hmm. And it's just this portrait of this person's life in, like, these three different stages, and it feels so big, but it also feels so, like, quiet and small and just, like I said, intimate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, with plays especially, it's kind of just, there's so much worrying about, like, how you're going to do the scene and how you're going to do, um, just, like, conveying where they actually are, like, geographically or whatever, and, um, like, thinking about the blocking and everything yeah um that's kind of hard yeah because I, I my thing is too i also really love um the small moments and you don't really get too many of those on the stage because it's kind of impossible to um like you can't have like intimate close-ups of people's faces obviously in the theater yeah. um yeah, so the it's close-ups, just, it's a... oh my god, they were yes. so good. <laughs> like, every single close-up just conveyed the perfect moment. Like, it was, I just don't even know how to describe, like, the feelings that were going yeah. on, you know? Yeah, because you really get into the other person's perspective. Like, the moments, like, they make eye contact, and you, you like, mm-hmm. feel it, man. You feel it. The actors, all of them, like, all of them at the different ages, were also amazing, too, like, how Chiron was like so quiet all throughout but you can just see in his face the entire time like all of these different emotions yeah and all the conflicted feelings and just like I feel like it's so hard for a lot of actors to convey so much of that on their face all at once you know yeah like (laughs) Scarlett Johansson sure can (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
Like, I, I, speaking of the acting, like, uh, when, uh, older Chiron, when he walks into the, uh, the diner, restaurant, whatever it is, um... Yeah, it's like a little diner. Like, he just, you can see him just immediately just kind of, like, revert to his high school self with, mm-hmm. like, his body language and how, like, much more quiet he gets. Because, like, we spend the beginning of that third with him just, like, cracking jokes mm-hmm. and, like, being, like, a tough guy and that sort of thing. Even if he is still, like, being himself, but then it's just back to, it's just... Like, I feel like sometimes when you run into people from certain times in your life, you do kind of revert to who you were back then a bit. Yeah. Like, Which is <laughs> so weird. I connected with somebody last night that just moved to Seattle the same week that we did, and I hadn't spoken to him in probably like six years or something. And I didn't do that thing where I reverted back to the person I used to be, which I'm very happy about. Although <laughs> we did talk a lot about the past and everything, and then like I get... I always get this, like, crappy feeling once I've caught up with people that I haven't seen in a long time because, like, you talk a lot about things from the past and it kind of drudges up a lot of old feelings, so I'm still kind of, like, feeling weird from that. But it was good. It was, like, it was a nice time and we'll probably, like, hang out again. Yeah. What a crazy, crazy coincidence that I know. That's insane. He went to FSU as well. (laughs) We went to the same college. You guys are, like, living parallel lives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and he actually is apparently in some, like, coding and stuff like that now. So. Whoa. That, yeah. All right, this is getting a little creepy now. It <laughs> is. It's like. so weird. A lot of people have either, like, moved here or have connections here or are like, oh, I'm actually coming on vacation there. I'll see you when I'm there in a month. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I, I, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I um, the close-ups, literally just, like, the music, perfect. The editing, perfect. The camera angle's perfect. The only thing that I did not like about the camera work was all of the, like, 360 spinning shots, but that's just personal because it makes me dizzy. <laughs> yeah. The one of the, the, the bully, whatever the fuck his name was, and the... Yeah, uh, I don't I was like, name. oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of shots I really like, there are a lot of in this movie, which is uh, back of the head shots while someone's walking and the camera's, mm-hmm. like, following them. I love those kinds of shots, and this movie used quite a few of them, which it's, I was like, like when he's about when he's just like determined walking down the hallway in the the school and it's just like and then it switches to the front of him and you can see him hesitate for kind of a second like as soon as you see the front of him you know but then it's like okay no i'm doing this (laughs) when he like smashes a chair yeah just straight up (laughs) i laughed and then i I immediately i immediately was like oh no he's not getting up oh no he's gonna be in so much trouble oh no i'm sad but i did laugh at first because like he's I mean, such a dick i mean he did deserve it but <laughs> <laughs> so i i didn't i certainly didn't feel though it was kind of scary when he like just did not get up from yeah the that was terrible i was like oh my god did he kill him you know like that's oh no yeah but yeah it, and it was just so sad how that bully seemed to sense what was going on between sharon and kevin i know and just, just like just targeted uh, it's like the violence and it just it, it, like imagine being in that situation where yeah. the person you find you've had this like connection with and you had like the, the first intimate moment of your life with is kind of like put in the situation where they're forced to like try to fight you and yeah. it just it's so heartbreaking yeah i'm I think I cried at that scene, too. <laughs> I, I think when I saw that in theaters, I kind of teared up a bit. Um, 
because it was just so like you feel so bad for Chiron because he finally has this one thing and yeah. then it's just so roughly taken away from him in this awful yeah, way like, that like scars way. him for a good portion of his life and I think it's very interesting that he remained celibate yeah ever since then and I yeah. don't know how I feel about that because I feel like in Kevin's situation in real life not in regards to like the themes in the movie and characterization how it makes sense for the character and blah 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 just in real life if I was Kevin and someone said that to me I'd be so fucking freaked out I'd really? be like um you haven't with anyone except me and then the day after I called you you like rushed over here oh yeah I mean I know I was the one who called you but like what <laughs> I would be so freaked out I mean, I feel like, I feel like I would understand maybe that it wasn't really so much a choice, it's just, or not yeah. like, not like a, I'm saving myself for you type choice, but like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, no, no, but I, I, I'd still be freaked out by I'm it. scared of being intimate with people again because you hurt me so bad right after we did, yeah. so that's why I have avoided it, you know, that's what I yeah, took it yeah, as. Yeah, 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 that is what it means, but like, in, in that moment, I would just be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, a, a little understandable. Yeah. I cried when, when the teacher or the principal was talking to him and was like, you have to report him, and he started crying and, like, <sighs> just broke down and then, like, sealed up again, and I was just like, oh, God, no, <laughs> I felt so horrible. Yeah, and just, like, dunks his face into, like, ice water yeah. in the sink. To, like, and he's still doing himself. that as an adult, and I'm yeah. like, I mean... It's symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if, like, injuries like that continue to plague you later on or if it was just at that point he's like this is what i do to get ready for the day you know i mean i guess i know i know some people probably it was probably like a skin reason to do it but in the context of the movie it's like <laughs> keeps his pores tight <laughs> no blackheads or or uh, pimples or anything like that he takes good he takes good care of his skin yeah uh also, something I want to talk about, Jonelle Monet in this movie. I did not know that she was in this movie. Yeah, I was really I, excited. I didn't know she was in it either when I first saw it. I, she came on screen, I, like, gasped. I was like, <laughs> it's my secret girlfriend in my head. <laughs> she's, like, perfect. Um, anyway. Yeah, she's, I still haven't listened to that whole song that she just came out with because I've been horrible at listening to mus new music lately, but I've seen some of the video. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I, her first album is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's, really? Yeah, it's so great. Um, I admit and, to not not really knowing too much of her music, honestly. You sh you should listen like as a lot of her music like is like I don't know how much you know about it, but it's basically like a story about um, androids in a yeah, dystopian yeah, future and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. it it's which is uh, everything I love. I don't know why. I, I, yeah, why like, haven't you? <laughs> I don't know why I keep things from myself, okay? I obviously don't want to be happy. Obviously. <laughs> I do that too, though. I put off uh, watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for so long, and I'm yeah. like, why did I not watch this? This show is amazing. I've been putting off the second season myself, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was something else that, like, oh, uh, talking about her, when we got to the second part of the movie, and they just sort of, like, mentioned that Juan died, and they don't, like, show... Like, yeah. I actually, like, backed it up because I was like, did I miss a funeral or something? No, that's not But they street. just sort of, like, mention it in passing, and I don't think they ever mention what happened to him or anything. I think it's implied that he, like, died in, like, a drug 
thing related yeah. thing i would be my guess that was what i assumed based that on... or like cancer maybe i don't, I don't know i don't i don't know i don't I, I feel like we're meant to assume that it was in a violent sort of way mm, yeah um just based off of like the way the character was set up yeah, like, yeah the, the, du- the duality of one though like he he's like th- like, he's only in, like, the first part of this movie, but he makes such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting how he becomes, like, this father figure to Chiron, but he's also, like, a drug dealer who deals drugs to Chiron's own mother. And, like, that yeah. whole confrontation that the two of them have yeah. is incredibly well acted on both parts. Just... And I didn't realize that that's where it was going, how, like, why she was so upset about him bringing her kid home you know yeah i didn't realize that that's where it was going at first yeah and something interesting too like when her character is first introduced you kind of just like assume like maybe she's a bit of an inattentive mom but like you know she's a good mom look she's a nurse and she was Mm -hmm. really worried about him and she gives him like a small punishment for not coming home she's a good mom and then it's like uh well (laughs) maybe not the best mom she's got other shit going on yeah and I like that it's not black and white either, because she does genuinely love her kid, and by the end of the movie, she's kind of, like, um, matured a lot in that sense, and she's like, you don't have to love me, but you have to know that I love you, and then they have that whole reconciliation, which leads to him uh, finally going back uh, and visiting Kevin. Mm-hmm. And... Being able to th- forgive. Yeah, yeah, like how it kind of, like, I was about to ask you how it leads <laughs> How it leads to the, that forgiveness lets him go back to his past in that yeah. way. Um, I was reading, like, a little bit um, into, you know, who made the movie and everything, and I guess that actress said that she didn't want to play roles like that before because obviously, like, it's really easy to get stereotyped with something like yeah. that and it, for, for it to be handled poorly. But she liked the way they handled it in this movie because she does recover and she's... Um, you know, like, working at it. Yeah, and I feel like something that helps is the movie not being uh, under creative control by a bunch of white men. <laughs> yeah. It was produced by Brad Pitt's uh, production company, but, like, in yeah, the dark, so, like, about the, the writing and directing, it was, like, a lot, like, a largely black crew, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I remember reading something how they thought that was just, like, an incredible experience to just, yeah. like... You know, it's not like Just you're the surreal. only black person on the crew and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I know that the one of the women, I think her name is Joy McMillan. I'll I'll check that in in a minute. But she was one of the um one of the FSU grads and she is the first African American woman who's been nominated for editing um Ooh. at the Oscars. So wow. that's really cool. Um Speaking of the Oscars, I feel like we just we have to talk about it briefly. Oh yes, yeah. we're actually recording this <laughs> around the time that the Oscars are going to be airing, and um, it's like the year anniversary of that whole flub. Yeah, that I uh, I mean, it really sucks that the fact that that's probably gonna be one of the biggest things this movie is remembered for. Yeah, it really sucks. Like, like it's this. I mean, like it's this big moment and. Like, it was kind of, like, stolen from them, and yeah. it it just... They didn't it, get their full speech or anything. What would be amazing, which is not going to happen, but what would be amazing is if they let them have their moment this year, 
Yeah, I definitely but do that. It's, but it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, but I am glad La La Land didn't win Best Picture. <laughs> if I didn't like, see sir, that movie, but I feel look, like I wouldn't have any interest in it. Look, I know. Listen, it, there are parts <laughs> of it. I mean, there are parts of it that were shot very beautifully. That movie has some merits to it, but like, I just know. But Best Picture should be Best Picture as a whole, not. Yes. There's some merits to this movie, yeah. so we gave it an award. No, it's yeah. Best Picture as a no. whole. And I definitely think, not that I ever watched like any of the Best Picture nominees or like Oscar <laughs> contenders, like ever. Because uh, then we wouldn't have this podcast because yeah. I would be like a more cultured person. But <laughs> now that I've seen this, I definitely think editing, sound, cinematography, acting, just all around yeah. fucking amazing. The the sound design itself, not just like the music. Yeah. Perfect. Definitely deserved it. Like yeah. can't believe that anyone would have thought anything else, you know? Yeah, it's... I, I just want to rag on La La Land a little bit. Um, the songs <laughs> in it... <laughs> the songs in it are just not memorable in any sort of way i couldn't sing any of the songs that were in it to you i don't remember them uh and it's just like it's like another story about a fucking straight white couple it's just in hollywood in hollywood like the only thing that's different is just like maybe there's a bit more of like a conceit to it or like i i I don't want to say gimmick but a gimmick and um (laughs) and uh like, I appreciate that, uh, apparently, that the director of La La Land did Whiplash, which I thought was a much better film, but he wanted to make that so he could make La La Land, and I was like, why? <laughs> but both of those movies are basically, like, white people being really into jazz, which is, like, a genre that was pioneered by black people. Right, to be fair, La La, you know? La Land does bring that up with uh, John Legend's character, and he calls out Ryan Gosling's character on it. So I will give it that that credit for it, at least. But um, it has, like, a tinge of self-awareness, but it's just like, ugh. But it's one of those things, like, we talked about in a previous episode where they are like, oh, we're being self-aware enough to the point where we know it's an issue, but we didn't want to fix it because yes. we still wanted to tell the story. So we're yeah. being self-aware enough so that we can't get criticized for it, but we're still going to tell the story about people that, like, you already see on screen all the time and already hear their stories told all the time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Because, like, it also makes me think of San Junipero, how originally that was supposed to be, like, a straight couple. Can you imagine how fucking boring that would have been as a straight couple? (laughs) But you make it gay and it's instantly better. So this is my (laughs) advice to everyone. Just make it gay and your story is going to improve, like, a thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you saw... um... I don't remember the name. Hang the DJ, I think. I I the only Black Mirror episode I've ever seen is San Junipero. I, okay. I, yeah, so never Black Mirror is like, too heavy that. for me. But uh, <laughs> I can only watch like two episodes a year. <laughs> see, it's too much. <laughs> see, given like I've been listening to, like some of our past episodes, I feel like given how many times I haven't seen a certain TV show you've seen, we should do like a, another the podcast <laughs> where it's like the opposite. I have to watch an entire television show. <laughs> I make you watch all seven seasons of Buffy finally, and I'm just like in a corner cackling, like putting my fingers together. Like You're, I finally like, lit made from her watch below, Buffy. And, like your face is like shadows and stuff. <laughs> yes. It'd be like once every like three months we do. <laughs> You're like, so I finished this again. I've emerged from my cave, and I have thoughts and opinions. <laughs> but yeah, um, one of the reasons why I liked this movie so much is because like I get really bored. Seeing the same thing on screen all the time. Yeah. I don't want to see 
more stories about white people even being a white person I'm like it's boring it is there's so many more stories to tell this was all filmed I'm pretty sure exclusively in Florida like I don't think they did that thing where they went to Los Angeles to film which is amazing because first of all nothing is filmed in Florida because they don't give good like tax incentives and shit so nobody wants to film there because it's more expensive so everybody films in Georgia and um so it's really amazing that they actually filmed I I'm pretty sure I mean I might be wrong but pretty sure they filmed all in Miami which is just flooring to me and like I recognize some of the stuff it definitely has a Florida feel to it that like anytime you see something that's filmed that's not in Florida and it's supposed to be you're like this doesn't feel like Florida there's something off um the I thought it was funny that they rode the that he rode the Miami Metro <laughs> that Why? like everyone hates oh, yeah. yeah no I saw that and I was like I didn't know they had um <laughs> yeah miami does yeah it's not very good but it's better than the rest of florida that doesn't have anything at all so yeah that sucks i live somewhere where there's a lot of public transportation because it's right near uh new york city and um yeah there was actually like a trending hashtag the other day was nj transit and you know when nj transit is trending it's not a good thing oh no it's not a bunch of people being like, oh, man, the train we system is so great, and <laughs> I'm never late, and there's never any delays. I'm never stuck on the tracks for two hours. Oh, no. Yeah, there's been a lot of issues with uh, Penn oh, Station no. and the trains and everything lately. Yeah, I've heard that, um, like, MTA has not been doing so hot. Yeah, the subway as well in New York. It's just yeah. all been crumbling infrastructure. <sighs> it's great. Well, there's so many people. It's so hard to close things down and, and fix, fix things. Them. Yeah. Also, there's there's a lot of shit going on with it. <laughs> Let's not get into it. Um, <laughs> Seattle is making all kinds of improvements to their public transportation, apparently. Transportation. I can't pronounce things today. I'm very tired. I think I mentioned that, but I'm very sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I was very tired earlier, and then I just like kind of like glugged down an entire cup of coffee and now i'm like yeah let's do this <laughs> you're also three hours ahead so i am yeah, <laughs> you've had like, more time yeah i've had more time to wake up yeah <laughs> Um, um, but it's, sorry, getting back onto what I was trying to talk about, and I just sort of, like, went off onto a Florida tangent. I just, I love that, I love that it was men being able to show emotions. Yeah. And, like, tenderness and intimacy. Like, that was so nice and uplifting, it you is. know? Yeah, and I feel like it's not something we should talk about too much, considering we're two white women, but I feel like, um, like, black masculinity in particular kind mm-hmm. of eschews uh tenderness and softness at I least that's that... what i've gathered from my reading analysis of this yeah. movie again it's not something obviously either of us can speak to personally but i feel like that was a point that the movie was trying to make yeah and i think that there's also different ways that it's expressed too like i i don't know like how i'm trying to say it but like there's definitely there's definitely more of, like, a kinship and sort of, like, not really intimacy, but, like, there's more of a companionship, I think, rather than with, like, white dudes. Like, yeah. everyone always jokes about, like, bromances and stuff like that because, like, they're, like, even more uncomfortable with that, I think. So I think it's just, like, different expressions of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it was nice to be able to see, like, a different perspective on it than... I'm sure a lot of people get to see and 
it's like this is these are people like this is how people are they're allowed to be tender and intimate and have a wide range of emotions (laughs) yeah and they're allowed to express them in ways that are both healthy and unhealthy so yeah 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 absolutely and like I feel like a lot of like um when they're on the beach and the shot of like his hands in the sand. Yes. Oh, it was so beautiful. And it's like who knew a hand job on the beach could be <laughs> shot in such a gorgeous and romantic way. I know. I I that was another one of my favorite parts because all of the scenes where there was any intimacy between the two of them were like so tender, even if it was like, you know, something that's vulgar in like not like context it would be like yeah like there's plenty of other movies where stuff like that is is shown in a way that it's like ooh, sex you know and then when he has the dream about the girl and that's like the only time that sex is like ugh, this is gross yeah you know (laughs) and so i thought that that um like juxtaposition was really cool yeah because it was like And it's also, like, uh, the way he, like, cradles his head is, like, mirrored at the end in the last shot. Yeah. And And he's so peaceful, and he looks like he's finally going to get to sleep, and I cried again because he looks so happy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He deserves to be happy. They both do. Though, like, because I also remember the first time I saw this, like, when he whipped out the photo of his kid, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) No, but then it's like, oh, we're still not, we're not together anymore. It's like, phew. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't have any fear about that, I don't think. I was like, oh, he's got a kid, that's nice. I was like, there's no way that he stayed with with a woman, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think Kevin's probably bi. Probably, probably. I mean, that would be my guess, because, like... It did, it did sound... Because he obviously had experiences, like, beforehand, too. Yeah. Yeah. But who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the neither one of them ever actually, like, say, like, put yeah. a label on it, so we, yeah. we don't really know. We just know that they're attracted to each other. I but. mean, normally I hate the thing where people are like, oh, you don't need to put a label on it, you <laughs> just are who you are, and... It, it's like you're not getting the point of why yeah. labels are good to have sometimes. But like yes. in this in this it makes perfect sense, of course. But um Yeah. I mean I think that when the, the filmmakers talk about it, they say like this is a story about gay men, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they're tiptoeing around it as uh creators and authors yeah. and that sort of thing. It's just like in the movie itself it would have felt very shoehorned in for someone to just suddenly announce, I am a homosexual, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so it makes sense in the movie, and the fact that the creator's not being like, well, you know, they could maybe, maybe because, like, Kevin's just the one man in general, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> like, some other people do. Yeah. And other things, which yeah. I always really hate. Yeah, I agree. Like, can that stuff happen in real life? Yes, yeah. it can. But you don't, like, there's Because already... people are complex, and, like, there's a full range of different types of people, and what they want to call themselves, and what they feel, you know? Yeah, but when you, like, craft so many stories around just, like, someone being someone's one exception, it just <laughs> yeah. kind of, like, feeds into that whole thing of, like, oh, well, this person's really straight, but it's just, like, this one thing, and maybe they'll get over it one day, and, it, like, you yeah, know, like, those parents who, like, hope their kids, like, snap out of, like, their quote-unquote gay phase and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that whole treating it like a phase thing is... Yeah, you know, that's... I'm not about it <laughs> yeah it, it especially both of us as uh bisexual women yeah it it kind of like 
I don't like I don't know how you feel about it, but some like I I talked about this in uh, my vlog series a bit, but sometimes like uh, cause intellectually you know that like sexuality is a spectrum and like your attractions can change over time, but the fact mm -hmm. that like lately I felt like more attracted to men, like there's that voice in my head. It's like, hey, you're not really queer. It's like no, that's stupid. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. But also there's still that voice in your head that tells you that. Yeah, because bi does not mean only two genders anymore, and it also does not mean 50-50, It you doesn't. Know? No, it doesn't. Peoples are complicated. <laughs> yeah. True. True, <laughs> true, true. true. <laughs> uh, speaking of complicated, um, I don't have, <laughs> alright, all right, never mind. <laughs> I, I haven't read off any of my notes yet, so I was just gonna look really quick. I, I guess a lot of my notes actually were um, were on I, I Florida. I said a lot of my notes, honestly, already. Yeah, I think I just worked them in already. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I want to mention, though, uh, his license plate is... Uh, yes! Black, <laughs> black 305. <laughs> it's Black 305, and 305 is the area code for Miami, right? Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> Thanks to... Um, Thanks to Pitbull for popularizing everyone knowing that. The Studio Five, Dale. Man, Pitbull seems like a nice person. I don't Did know anything about Pitbull, so <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, at least lately. <laughs> um, one of the notes was like when they're on the beach and they're smoking. Um. I was like, damn, how did he not choke on the smoke? And then he was like, oh, my mom leaves all kinds of stuff around. And I was like, oh, that's how he didn't choke on the smoke. Because I was yeah. like, I was expecting him to, like, be coughing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Barry Jenkins. I remember, I mean, I could, I remember reading this. I didn't, like, double check before we did this. But there was, like, apparently, like, a period of, like, a decade in between his two films that he did. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, the thing about that, it's like, man, it's never, like, too late. <laughs> yeah <laughs> to do stuff and yeah. like it's it's kind of it's inspiring i feel like the second movie you've ever directed wins best picture <laughs> yeah that's amazing that's extremely cool i mean i'm sure like he did student films and stuff like that yeah 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 um, in school and everything but yeah that is really awesome sorry i'm like burping i don't know what's wrong with oh, me. i didn't i didn't hear it so <laughs> you're, you're, I let out a really big belch earlier on the stairs, and I was like, I hope I don't start burping during the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Shrek cast. <laughs> Just, Just burps us for burping an hour. at each other for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I don't remember what we were just saying. He About won an Oscar for, like, his second full-length movie. That's, that is amazing yeah. and deserved. And I think that, like, sometimes when people take so much time to stew on things and then come up with a masterpiece that's just like incredible <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of a tightrope i feel like either if you spend that long working on something it's either going to be really good because you've put so much work into it or because you've been too focused on it that winds up not being as good because you're just like attaching all these expectations onto it or because i don't know just you're just doing it just to do it just to finish it mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, which, uh, it, again, like you said, it's very refreshing to finally see something new yeah. and something from a different perspective. Because, like, people get, like, so, like, you've read the, the thing about the anonymous Oscar voter talking about Get Out and stuff, right? 
I just posted Ugh. that and fuck that person and fuck everything they stand for. Oh my fucking god! Like if if it you could like so if upset. you could like put that. I mean, it's not a photo, but if you could put that in the dictionary next to the phrase <laughs> "clueless white person," that would be it. Like I bet Ugh. that person is like a baby boomer and is like grew up wealthy and is just like a fucking clueless little shit and. It, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, there was an article. What what was it in? Was it in Vanity Fair or the oh. Hollywood Reporter? I don't I, remember. I don't know. There's been a lot of anonymous Oscar voters coming out, like explaining their choices. Yeah. Um, and basically, they were saying that they thought that Get Out was a fun horror movie, but they considered it a B movie. They didn't consider it to be an Oscar movie. There's a couple of people that are saying this too. Yeah. It, it's disgusting um, because it, it so clearly isn't. It's so clearly a, a work of, of like, like really excellent art. Yeah. And the fact that they're being so dismissive of it is so infuriating for yeah. so many reasons. Like, and... they're, they're saying that um, it doesn't have any more depth to it than just being, like, a, a fun horror movie. They're oh saying God. that it, um, I guess, the one specifically that I saw this morning was talking about how um, Daniel Kaluuya, I think is how you pronounce his name, um who's British, was talking about, like, Black Lives Matter and how important that is, and um, the person was basically dismissing all of that. Like, one, because he's British, and two, because they were like, oh, it's not that deep, man. And I'm like, okay, but like, It is you. that deep. Like, did you watch the movie? That's my question. Like, did you, like, pay attention A lot of people didn't. Literally a bunch of people are like, I didn't watch the movie, but I don't think that it's an Oscar movie. It's like, but you didn't fucking see the movie, so how it's do you like, know? This is what <laughs> makes me so angry. It's like, if, you, if, you're, if you're judging something like an award show you need to watch everything Every single you're voting one. for you can't like they sent them to them for free too it's like what else are you doing exactly like if you're if you're not if you haven't like i don't know if it's like an option to not vote for certain categories but it's like oh i don't have the time to watch all of these like let's say you don't vote for like best animated features you don't have mm -hmm. time to watch like all the films that were in it it's like mm -hmm. it's just like just do that don't fucking talk you're you're just a blowhard yeah you're just talking out of your ass and it's it makes me so, so angry yeah and besides the fact that like horror is already a genre that doesn't get recognized ever yeah. because everyone kind of pairs it down to like slasher movies and and a lot of the time horror is where so much commentary on the current climate of the yeah. world is going on there's a lot of like george romero yeah know? yeah there's consumers culture is what fucking birthed zombies sorry hit my mic just excited <laughs> um and uh i don't know like i can't think of any specific other examples right now besides the zombies um all well, of yeah, the like horror, horror is a natural place to have social commentary because it's yeah. about fear and a lot of like oppression a lot of like bigotry a lot of uh, the shitty things that go on in the world are based on fear so it's the natural genre to explore those topics mm -hmm. and like i don't watch a lot of horror personally but i can certainly see the merits of horror as a genre even if there are a lot of like shitty horror movies there are also a lot of shitty drama movies there are also a lot of shitty comedies but mm -hmm. you don't see people like arguing against the merits of those and it's just it's annoying yeah it's <sighs> besides the fact that it's not just a horror movie either it is like it's a psychological thriller yeah, it, and yeah, it's, it's a psychological social thriller. commentary and it is a drama like it's a lot and it's a comedy at parts too like yeah ah, ha, ha. 
<laughs> and I know I'm already preparing myself. It's one of the only movies that I've seen that was nominated for Oscars Same, this year. Yeah. And I'm just preparing myself for it to lose a bunch. And for something fucking stupid like Lady Bird. No, I'm... Okay, I'm sure that no, Lady Bird isn't listen. stupid. Okay, listen. Uh, but... No, Lady, Lady Bird is not stupid. It's a good movie. Should it win Best Picture? No. I'm sorry, yeah. but it just shouldn't. It, it's it's a, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I didn't connect it on the personal level. A lot of people I know did because I didn't have that kind of relationship with my mother. But, like, yeah. I, again, it's a good film. Uh, but, it, no, it does not deserve Best Picture. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. This I is going to come that... out after the Oscars are already done. <laughs> and watch me, like, eat my words later. Yeah. But I don't I think feel... it's going to. I feel like they're gonna give it to something like The Darkest Hour or uh, The Post or something like that. I, I think I think The Shape of Water has a good shot at this picture, actually. I if it's not Get Out, I would probably like it yeah, too. I the would Shape be okay. of Water. Yeah, I, I didn't see Shape of Water, but I know enough about it to be like, all right, this yeah. I mean if this won I wouldn't be mad about it. But um yeah. But yeah. we should also probably <laughs> We're like fuck this. No, this is relevant because I feel no. I I I was actually gonna tie it back into Moonlight just now, which is the fact that like when Get Out, if when Get Out or if Get Out doesn't win again, it'll kind of feel like oh we can't have two black movies in in a row win. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, even if it's not necessarily what does happen, it's gonna feel that way, especially after the, the Oscars so white. Yeah, not all the anonymous that. comments and Oscars so white and all that stuff. Yeah, it's gonna kind of feel like that. It's like they feel like, oh well, we gave it, we gave all the the kudos out that we could last year, and now it's, it's like, like not a trending topic anymore. So we so don't yeah, have to now worry we're about back. It. We're back to normal. We're back to business now. We gave you what you wanted. Why are you complaining so much? And <sighs> I mean, I think I I don't. Like, I think there were actually a lot, a lot of black nominees this year. I don't remember exactly. I don't have a list in front of me. I but, was just uh, actually looking at the nominees this morning, and I don't remember half of them now. Yeah, because so. Jordan Peele's nominated for Best Director, I think. Yeah, um, Get Out was direct, uh, directed. Uh, Get Out was nominated four or five times. Yeah. Um, Daniel is nominated for Best Actor. Jordan Peele is, is nominated for Best Director. It's nominated for Best Picture. And I think editing or sound design or something like that, yeah. too. It is, it, 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 regardless of, like, what happens, it, it, it really is an honor to just be nominated. But it really is. Like, at least the movie is getting acknowledged yeah. in this, like, big way, and which it should have been. Because I didn't think it would. When this first came out, I was like, this movie is incredible. I'm like, I bet, I'm like, if the Oscars, like, ignore this movie, I'm going to be so pissed. But they might. And then uh, they didn't. So I think a lot of it, too, was the fact that it made so much money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if it hadn't been as huge of a success, I don't know if, I don't think the Oscars would have acknowledged it. Yeah. I actually was surprised, not because it doesn't deserve it, but because, for some reason, 2017 took forever, and I thought that movie <laughs> came out in 2016. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say something. But, but yeah, Moonlight was of one of those instances where the the most deserving movie did in fact win best picture and yeah. it was it was even if it was tainted by the fact that there was a mix up with the envelopes or whatever the fuck it was yeah. that happened um and they just did a, like an interview about that and were saying like oh i'm like it's kind of a bummer that that's how we have to remember it and it makes yeah. me so sad like it's it does fair. suck it is it is going to be the biggest thing people remember about it and it shouldn't yeah. be and it's literally because like the person backstage that wasn't supposed to be on their phone tweeted a picture of emma stone and then handed the wrong envelope out <laughs> and they got fired but oh, well I way to lose so. your job. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just go out in a blaze of glory like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i was gonna say the 
I feel like Gary Oldman is probably going to win some stuff, and that makes me exceptionally, horrifically angry because he's an abuser. Yeah. And should not be nominated for things yeah, or in things. He's one of those weird ones where, like, um, I people feel like a lot of the slide. stuff he's done, people don't know about. And so he's been able to get away, away with a lot more. Like, a lot more people are getting on Johnny Depp's shit now than in the past. Like, the whole thing with uh, the Fantastic Beast movie, there's been a lot of backlash mm-hmm. about that. Um, But Gary Oldman is just, like, kind of, like, flying under the radar with all the terrible things he's done. And mm-hmm. it, it sucks. It really sucks. I feel like Hollywood knows enough, though. You yeah, know what the, I mean? They, the thing is, they always know, but they're not going to do anything about it unless there's, like, money to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? I actually just tweeted something the other day because I didn't really know about it until people were talking about it more um, yeah. this year. And I was like, honestly, that's interesting that, like, deservedly, J.K. Rowling and all the Harry Potter people have been getting flack for having Johnny Depp in a movie, but they never did for Gary Oldman. No. I mean, and it's... also, that was way back in, like, 2003, and I don't think that stuff was, like, really... I think it might have. Super public? I mean, I don't know. It was also... It was a different time. I feel like it <laughs> I feel like it might have already happened. I don't know, because... It, I think it did happen. I, I, I mean, I was, like, 13 years old at the time. Yeah. You I know? know, and, like, now there's just, like, people are held accountable... More? Faster. Sometimes. <laughs> and for things they've done recently. Yeah. And, Yeah. Yeah. Back in 2003, that wasn't really too much of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of other people, like Michael Fassbender. Yeah, that that, that, that as well. That, that too. is a particularly, particularly horrific one. Um, reading about the, yeah. the incidents and stuff like that. But we don't need to bring down the podcast anymore talking about shitty men because this movie is about men who are not shitty and that's a wonderful wonderful thing (laughs) it's a it's a rare thing but it's it's in this movie um there are some shitty men but i we were talking about juan earlier and how like the duality of him and i just the fact that him and Teresa are so like tender and understanding with sharon and like they they're like you don't have to talk just you know it's okay like they're never like why aren't you talking like yeah. speak up you know and also the whole conversation where he asked what um what the it, f word means f word means was very 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 well done and like you wouldn't ex- ex- expect that level of sensitivity mm-hmm. and um because I don't just, expect like, that level of sensitivity from honestly anyone. In yeah, life. same. Unless, <laughs> unless unless they're also queer, like that. Usually, it, it, that subject isn't handled as well as it was yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. So props to Juan and Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> for getting it, and like a thing too, I find interesting is like this story. It, the the time period is never like explicitly said, mm-hmm. and like um, it's just kind of like oh, it's like around now. And, like, in, in the last one, he does have a smartphone, I think. Yeah, I was thinking that it was, like, uh, the last act was current day, and then the beginning was, like, the 90s, I yeah. think. Yeah, like, like if you think about it that way, that's, like, what it is. But, like, it's not, like, in your face about what the time period is. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just kind of, like, dressed, you know, in, like, non-super period-specific ways. And I feel like that makes it much more, like, timeless and like mm. more relatable and um, i feel like that's also florida though because like people dress 
kind of the same there and they've always kind of dressed the same there you know what i mean it it exists outside of time (laughs) (laughs) it really kind of does because like a lot of the weird 90s fashions that i always see on like other tv shows and movies and stuff like that and like from other people's photos i'm like we didn't really dress like that in florida growing up not like too much yeah so so yeah that does help it then like is that stuff like it, it like dates movies a lot of the time yeah it does. and um or if it's something that's made in modern times it seems too much like oh look at us it's the 80s look at all the big hair <laughs> and like this is an 80s song <laughs> like the bojack stuff yeah. <laughs> i don't remember the little beat to yeah. it but neither do i <laughs> <laughs> um it's like every time in Stranger things when they have like literally just 17 80s songs in the first yeah, five minutes of the show that, that, that's one of the reasons i don't particularly want to watch that show because it just like from what i hear about it it just seems like too in your face about it and like yeah. really like hinges so much on like 80s nostalgia which i don't feel any personal connection to and also i just yeah. i don't like being pandered to that way yeah I, like even I like, mad men um, held back the reins <laughs> on yeah. the 60 references and it took place in the 60s so yeah. it's like yeah i um I've watched both seasons, even though I didn't think I was going to watch the second one. I liked the second season better. I don't like Eleven. Everyone's super obsessed with Eleven. I don't like it. I I mean, I'm not calling her it. I don't like the whole storyline that she is a part of. I think that they either needed to focus on her storyline as part of the show or the kid's storyline as part of the show. Like, it feels like too genres that don't quite mesh properly and i think that that's my main issue with it like on one hand it's sort of like a stand by me type coming of age story and then on the other hand it's like this like interdimensional government testing experimenting thing and she's got superpowers and it's a superpower kid show it's i don't know i don't think that part of it works for me Mm. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I can't. I can't offer my thoughts. Um, yeah. So. I I like. Almost wish, that I could just have like a slideshow of all of the shots that yeah, were my favorite same. from this movie. This is like one of those times where like I wish we had we were like recording this on video and we had like a YouTube channel because we can just like anyway these are all the best shots and we just show the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was trying to like write up a list of like all my favorites. I'm like it's everything. Everything in this is like so beautiful and it, the colors and the, everything just everything. Yeah. Um. One of the technical things that I really liked is um. In Florida, it's really hard to have um, a really shallow depth of field. Um, I think that I'm saying that right. It's been so long since I've like <laughs> done my photography terms correctly. But basically, when you open up your lens really wide and you have you know your your object in the forefront and the background is all just blurred, hmm. that depth of field aspect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> no, it's okay. But uh, a lot of the times it's really hard to do that in Florida out in the sun because the sky gets blown out and it's just, like, completely whited out. And in this movie, they either avoided that and the sky was actually blue or they framed the shots so that you didn't get distracted by the glaringness of the sky being blown out. 
and I feel like a lot of movies that are filmed out in the sun like that don't pay attention to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Props to the cinematographer, James Laxton, who apparently, I I looked him up before, apparently he was a cinematographer for Tusk, which is, like, kind of interesting to think about. Is that the one with Justin Long where he turns into a walrus? Yeah, it's that one. It's a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He also has done, like, comedy specials and stuff, apparently, and, like, some other, like, random things. Yeah, but then then he does this, and it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) All right, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I really appreciated that because it's it's definitely hard to film in the sunlight, even when you're filming, a, like, in the, you know, the the dawn hours and the, the dusk hours like you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, sometimes this, ugh, sorry, the sun just has different ideas. Um, <laughs> I also liked all of the shots where somebody was, like, up against a wall that's all one color. Yeah. And they're, like, framed perfectly in the middle. All the shots of the backs of people's heads walking, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, like, seeing their intentions as, like, what they're walking toward. Mm. Um, so many of them that were dreamy and just, like, the whole shot itself just conveyed that beautiful feeling, you know, just yeah. in one look. I, I think what's cool, too, is the fact that, like, this is, like, this is, like, set in, like, a, a poor area liberty city but yeah so it's shot in these places but they're 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 not shot in a way that's like oh look at this terrible awful place this kid lives look how awful it is look how much crime there is oh it's so dirty and terrible like it's not like romanticized certainly but everything's like really bright and like um, where we live (laughs) it's just like oh it's just the place where he lives it's very florida yeah Um, that's it just i was like oh look it's home you know yeah um yeah, that, I mean, that's all I have to say yeah, about that part of it. I, I feel like if a, a white person had directed this, it, that would have been paid much more attention to. Yeah. It's like, oh, look how horrifying this is. Oh, don't you feel sad for him? And, and, and whereas with this, it's like, oh, it's, I mean, it's not the best. Like, it, he lives here. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it's sort of like treating the the um, setting as a setting instead of as a character yeah i mean sometimes treating the setting as a character works extremely well uh it wouldn't have worked for this yeah one because it's not like super relevant and also because it 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 would just feel like exotic uh, I, don't, I don't know how to talk exoticization <laughs> i probably don't pronounce that correctly but um you know what i mean though yeah yeah um i don't really know what else to add to that i just think <laughs> um i feel like we've done so many movies in florida just by pure coincidence yeah (laughs) this is this is the most accurate i mean clearly because it was actually filmed there but this is the most accurate to the feeling of it and by people who grew up there which i feel is important as well there's a lot of people that don't really understand florida they don't and especially like miami i feel like people are like (laughs) oh it's all the beach and it's all you know like uh i i don't know i don't know what people think that florida i, I feel is, i feel like like it's, as someone who's not from florida i i feel like a lot of people's impression of it is like the place you go disney is a major one and yeah. also just like the place you go to for spring break 
and yeah. there's a lot of Cubans and old people. That's like, <laughs> which is crazy because it's still really cold in the water for spring break. I mean, maybe not as cold as like swimming up north and stuff like that, but I feel yeah. like people just don't go to the beach at all up north. Like once you get to a certain point, yeah, like it, it's pretty much exclusively summer. It's like June, July, August. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end of June as well too. Yeah, because <laughs> we we barely have warm weather <laughs> yeah like just barely but i mean the atlantic ocean is like pretty chilly up until mid-july too yeah 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 um but yeah i think that people think a lot of crazy things about florida and there's actually a lot of culture there's a lot of different people it's not all just a bunch of crazy southerners and white people and there's a lot of different aspects of living like each place in florida is very different from each other so like i, mean, I was it from is, the it tampa is a pretty area. big state and like i think a yeah, lot of people don't huge. realize that <laughs> it's yeah. the third or fourth biggest state in the country right yeah there's even like huge differences just like regionally in new jersey and we're like one yeah. of the small states we do also have the highest population population density i think but um mm. yeah uh well we there florida does as well in certain spots um like, Tampa area and Miami area are both really population dense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I can't speak to a lot of Miami because I've only been there a couple of times. I have a lot of friends that are from there that, you know, love the city, and they're not just like, oh, I only love the city for the beach, because, like, most people don't love the city for the beach there. <laughs> like, the beach is so passe, kind of, to, to uh. most of the people that live in Florida. Like, oh, the beach. Ugh, the yeah. peasants. <laughs> <laughs> Except when you actually get a chance to be there by yourself at night, like they were in the movie. And then because you get a that's the now. best part. <laughs> there, trust me, that's <laughs> happening all the time. I, I was about to say, I'm like, I'm sure that is actually happening constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the beach is very different at night and when you just kind of have it to yourself and all the tourists are gone and um it like you get that intimacy like we were talking about earlier yeah it is it was again refreshing to see one a place that's different from like uh the usual uh places movies are set shot and directed by someone who has actually lived there and Mm -hmm. like knows the community and i feel like when artists really like tap into like their roots like that it really serves the story well like bringing Bringing it back a bit to Lady Bird, it, the, like, um, the story itself, like, it's, like, semi-autobiographical, mm-hmm. and you can tell. Like, you can tell that it's, like, very personal, and, like, the person, like, really knows uh, the city and knows, like, the way that world works, and it really does help with crafting the story and making it, like, believable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it definitely is, like, the whole writing what you know thing. Yeah. And I think that it's incredible when people can write about Florida and make something as beautiful as this because I sure wouldn't be able to because I <laughs> your hated my time there. Would be, your whole thing would be like a revenge fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It wasn't that bad. Um, Like, do you remember Hoot? That book? Uh, the movie? No. No? Maybe that was like a thing that I paid more attention to because I was from Florida. Um carl somebody wrote that book and wrote other books about florida he's like one of the most famous authors from here i think or not here i'm not there anymore um 
thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I found out that that book was set in Florida, I was like, oh my gosh, people write stories about here, you know, because like, <laughs> as you said, like everybody thinks that it's Disney World and old people and nobody writes stories about this. Nobody writes stories about theme parks. Like that's not... I mean, people do, but not yeah. not many. <laughs> also, uh, the Florida Project came out this year, yeah, and is nominated for a couple of things, and I, I haven't seen that yet. I but... haven't I haven't seen that either, actually. I I've heard like I I was like uh, someone I know on Twitter was like tweeting about it. And they were like, "Why was this movie not nominated for Best Picture? It's amazing." So yeah. I'd like to see it at some point. Yeah, and that's another uh look at kind of like the poverty in florida that's right next to really rich stuff because i mean miami is a really rich area especially downtown they're really outpricing themselves it's really hard to live that down there if you're only on a single income and stuff like that um especially if you want to live downtown like where a lot of the jobs are and disney world is doesn't pay good wages there's a lot of people that live paycheck to paycheck and in motels uh because they can't afford to live in apartments in Orlando because it's so expensive, but Disney doesn't pay enough. That's shitty. Yeah. And coming from somebody that actually enjoyed Disney World, it's like, wow, it's really fucking shitty and makes it so you are mad and can't enjoy it, and you're like, what's wrong with, with you, capitalism? <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> A lot and of things. There was just an article about Disneyland being bad, too, and Disney World is even worse because... um. Florida has way worse minimum wage laws than than California does. But California's also more expensive, too. So. Yeah. Everything's awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or let's stop being depressing. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to do final thoughts, or you got more to say? Um, let me check and see through my notes really quick and see if I forgot anything. Uh, I thought it was so cute and funny that he combed his hair when he was getting out of the car to go into yeah, the diner. <laughs> uh, oh, and also, like, his, like, smile to himself when he was like, oh, you, you drove all the way here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, you're here. Oh, and then um, when he puts the song on finally and Sharon is, like, kind of, like, looking down and doesn't really know, like, how to act, that is me whenever someone, like, plays me music or something because it's like, <laughs> here I am bearing my soul to you look at it and you're just like so like uncomfortable and vulnerable and like seeing somebody else be vulnerable but then he's like oh this works for me too and it's so sweet yes uh, they're so uh they're so sweet yeah and and when they were like little kids too in the beginning yeah uh that little kid was so cute (laughs) he was so adorable and he was such a good actor too he just like again with the conveying so much emotion without even saying anything that's so amazing to me i think too like i remember reading somewhere i I could be wrong about this that like the three actors for chiron never actually like met each other yeah they they didn't allow them to meet until after because they didn't want them to like imitate each other kind of unintentionally yeah so that's even more incredible because they were just like going off of amazing source material and still being the same character, yeah. not knowing how everyone else is playing them. And also, I'm sure a lot of it was the direction as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I, I, said, I, I said all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we could just, like, go through one by one all it's the like, different it's shots. It's like timestamp all the different, like, look at this, and then look yeah. at this one. <laughs> yeah. So... 
the uh, lighting. That's what I was going to talk about. I'm sorry. That's um, okay. There have been a, a, quite a few articles lately about, like, um, lighting black people in oh, yeah. in shows and stuff like that and how a lot of, like, white filmmakers don't really take the time to do it properly and it's like, hey, it's not that hard. It's just, like, a different skill in the same area and... Um, uh, what, what show is it? I haven't seen the show. They, I think they're talking about it on Atlanta and another show too that's like newer. Oh God. It's one of those times when I'm just blanking out on things because I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they're, you know, talking about, about all the, the lighting and coming up with like interesting ways to light people. And there was a lot of that in this movie. Like, a lot of the time, I have a hard time because my eyes are bad. Um, when there are any shots in the dark, like taking place at nighttime mm-hmm. um, in movies, where you can't see anyone in the shot. Like, yeah. it, you can't tell what's happening, and you have to, like, raise up the uh, the brightness on your TV or something yeah, to yeah, even yeah. tell what's going on. Yeah. And that didn't happen at all in this movie. It was all beautifully shot, even when it was like, oh, you're waking up in the middle of the night and there's, like, no source of light but your smartphone. And you can still see, like, every expression on his face. And that was so amazing. Like, you didn't just film in the dark and expect it to look fine. You actually crafted the scene like you're supposed to. Doing work? What's that? (laughs) And it came out beautifully. So, that was... I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. That's my... (laughs) I loved it. This was my favorite movie that we did so far. It's the most different movie that I've seen in a long time um it told a much different story than anything that i've seen ever i think and i i loved it everyone should watch it more than once i will definitely watch this again chris didn't get to watch this with me because he was at work and i was like describing all of it to him and getting so excited describing it all to him and i want to make him watch it with me because it's just so good yeah I, I completely agree. This is definitely, um, it, it's among the favorites of that we've done so far. It's a, an amazing film that everyone should see, and, like, it's so important for queer cinema as well, and mm-hmm. for black cinema, and just, like, just, like, it's, like you said, like, not the same fucking story we always see, and that's why I was filled with such glee when La La Land did not win, because that was the same <laughs> story we always see, and for once, for once, it was one that was different, and it had a different perspective, and was just beautifully done, and it was an incredible story, it was told so well, and it is, it's a beautiful, lovely, gorgeous film, and it's amazing. And it's a beautiful, hopeful love story that yes. doesn't focus all on how sad it is and feels so bad for these people. And you're just like, you cry because there's sad parts and then you're happy because yes. there's happy parts and you feel just like content and full and your heart is just like soaring but also kind of heavy because you're just like, the immensity of what you've just experienced is off the charts. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt yeah. like a different person when I finished yeah. the movie, you know? Yeah, like circling back to what we said, it's it's not tragedy porn. Yeah, it just it just feels like real life, which has shitty, sad parts, but also like happy, Good hopeful parts. parts. Too. And again, it, it, there is a credit to this movie for again not being a queer film that has a happy ending and doesn't have one of the characters dying or yeah. or something like that. And it 
it's just again it's very refreshing and yeah and like we get to see forgiveness in like a realistic way i feel like yes we get to see just the kind of honestly snippets of this person's life but you know so much because the storytelling is so perfect like you know what you need to know even from just like snippets of a couple years apart every time you know yeah and it's something very cool to just kind of like take like these just like these little parts of like someone's life and getting the full picture of who they are and Mm -hmm. like again the small moments becoming so big and sweeping Mm -hmm. and it's just it's gorgeous and another thing that I really loved, just quickly, is that in a lot of, like, indie movies that I've seen that are supposed to be, like, oh, like, people don't talk a lot, it's very quiet, um, it's supposed to be, like, so uh, hipstery and pretentious and, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, look at what we're saying with this movie, yeah. but then a lot of the time that falls really flat. Mm-hmm. All of the silence in this movie added yeah, it, they, it all the had it all had a purpose. There was no like wistfully looking out a window just because it seems like a cool shot to have. Yeah. Every single aspect of yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. told the story and added to the story. There was not a single part that was just added in because like, oh, that would look cooler. Oh, would it be neat if this character did that? It was all cohesive and ah, it was just so good. <laughs> Well said, well said. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious, well said. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that's... I could talk about it for a lot longer than this, honestly, but I, I don't want to go on for, like, five hours and, you know. <laughs> it's like gushing for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm Jack... <laughs> <laughs> dead and i'm gonna go (laughs) oh my god let's try that again (laughs) all right take two i'm lita i'm jackie and this has been why haven't you watched that and you should definitely go see moonlight and